Well, I'm going to lead off with um, with Budgie Smuggler. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another socially distanced episode of <laughs> Coaches on Couches. And a chair. Ding <laughs> slouches. All right. We've got, a, we've got a little bit different setup today. Uh, Bryant's still virtually on the couch, but... Uh, Bam, put me in there. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're working on this whole... Uh, Get going live, but uh, in remote locations. So um, today we're going to talk about uh, lingo, phrases that uh, that are oftentimes misused, misunderstood uh, in the endurance world. So we're going to teach you how to talk like an endurance athlete today. Yes. Yeah. And if you're new to the sport, this is going to be huge. Or if you are related to someone who's in the sport. And you're trying to fit in at that dinner party where it's all the, you know, the whole cycling groups there or all the triathletes are together. You're going to be able to fit in and know what everyone's talking about uh, if, you, if you follow along here. We've got a couple of those that are, uh, a couple of those phrases that are, are met solely for the, uh, the family. Yes. <laughs> all right. I am Coach Dale Sanford. And I am Coach Brian Funston. We are the co-founders of BPC Performance Coaching where we specialize in helping time-crunched athletes optimize their busy schedules so they can maximize their athletic performance. Every BPC coach is trained in our five pillars coaching system that has been developed over the last decade through our work with athletes of all ages and ability levels from fresh off the couch to world championship competitors. You can find out more about BPC by going to buildpeakcompete.com. Check us out on Facebook and YouTube at build peak compete or all up on that instagram at bpc performance nice thanks. virtually nice thanks <laughs> all right so we will get to uh we'll get to all these uh topics of today a couple of little um little orders of business we we are you know we're still in technically uh still in quarantine uh stay at home st shelter, shelter in place shelter in place whatever you want to call it um we well in the state of tennessee we're supposedly things are going to start opening up uh may 1st we'll see how that goes um but we are still doing our online classes both strength training and cycling uh for free uh until things get get back to normal so if you have any interest in those you can find out about our strength class by going to buildpeakcompete.com there's several prompts there to sign up for the class uh, if you're interested in the cycling class you can go to hopcycling.com and uh, yeah sign up for that and again it's totally free if you can make a donation then uh, we appreciate it and if not we want to have you anyways <clears throat> other than that we've had to uh, you know we've had a had to cancel a lot of our um, our face-to-face -face stuff. Our uh, camps, uh, clinics, and stuff like that have all been canceled through um, pretty much through May. So 
we're looking forward to getting back going and being able to to coach people face to face. But until then, our online classes will be available to everyone. Yep, for sure. All right. So before we get get to uh, the Rosetta Stone of endurance athletes, let's uh, <laughs> let's Rosetta hit up some <laughs> shout outs. <laughs> shout outs. I got one. Actually, do I got a it. lot. Do you want me to just run through all mine? Or are we just roll like it. to go back and back and forth? Spitballing here. Yeah, just roll with it, man. Uh, Doctor James Downing. Somebody call a doctor. New peak sixties and actually all time best five minute numbers. So nice. we've been focusing a little more on uh, anaerobic style VO two max style efforts, and it's paying off. Uh, we've set some some short term goals there for him, all while running St Jude, which is uh, no small operation to be uh, to be the head of during these crazy times. So high stress at work, and he's still making it happen. So chapeau. To you, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Tony I mean, Gambrell, like... Tony Gambrell. Yeah, I'm not done. All right, we'll go for it, man. <laughs> uh, peak 20s, peak 60 minute all time best, uh, peak 30 second all time best. He's just ringing them up. Uh, uh, Chad Melton, to your best for a lot of different values. Hart Robinson in a head to head sprint with his homeboy and our homeboy David Collins. Hollywood who didn't have power. Yeah, Hollywood. Didn't have power. Hollywood didn't have power on this sprint, but uh, Hart Robinson dropping five through twenty second all time best peak power. Very nice. Uh, Big Dave, Big Dave Harrington. When he's not uh, when he's not selling steel, he's uh, dropping watt bombs at new all time twenty minute bests. Uh, Don Campbell, old Donnie boy. I mean, he uh, he upped uh, about. 20 watts on his uh, 20 minute uh ben lad he's been killing it i won't name all the all-time best he's had but uh he's off the charts and he's uh he's almost nearing the 300 club which is huge there we go uh for, for threshold there tyler kenyon tied his best all-time 20 minute on his last uh threshold test and then followed it up with quality uh some of the best uh, in his comments two by 20s he's done so great work there lee rustin she was six miles away from uh, being the ride the 901 leader this past week. And Kelly Hendricks, the body shop man. Uh, biggest stack weekend of mileage ever. And one of those days was in the uh, in the pouring rain. So there we go. Good work, Belgian, homie. Belgian style. There we go. Those are mine. <clears throat> well, that was a few of them. <laughs> uh, is it is it interesting that we're finding that people are making some big gains with no races and no group rides? We're actually doing hard focus across the board, and people are making these big gains. Yeah, it's it's uh, not uh, a coincidence. Yeah, believe there, Dale. So I've got a lot of my uh, triathletes doing mile assessments, so. Uh, Bobby Weekly, Chris Watts, Jessica Wayne, Greg Rohde, Eric Pines, Timmy Lynn, Mindy Katzman, Ryan Carmichael all had their fastest mile split ever. Ooh, uh, turning and, them legs over. And uh, our buddy Jeff Horn, is uh, he finished his first ever virtual uh, multi-sport race. He did a duathlon. Uh, but even more so, the, the man's down 20 pounds and uh, – Ooh, there we're, we go. We're looking forward forward to the rest of the uh, the season here. Awesome. 
that's what I got for today. I like it. Keep making those gains, team. Keep making those gains. All right. So let's get to it, man. Let's let's school some folks. Well, I mean, I guess I got to start off with. So I guess we'll give a little little back. So Dale's gonna be handling most of the triathlete slash runner lingo, and I'll be taking care of uh, most of the cycling specific lingo. Now we're gonna be. You know, I'm more of a roadie, so we're, you know, we're not gonna be throwing in a bunch of mountain bike stuff here. So it's gonna be more focused <laughs> on our roadies. Uh, but just so you know, that's how we're coming at you today. Well, if uh, and if we if we miss any, then oh, yeah. comment with it. We'll uh, we'll add them in because th- we could keep going. This could be the longest episode yet. Uh, oh yeah. If we if we didn't pare it down a little bit, I've so, probably got forty of them right now. Yeah, I have a <laughs> a sheet, a couple of pages. <laughs> like so, mine mine may be a little bit more geared even toward triathlon, but there will be uh, will be some running uh, running stuff in here as well. I'll let you right, so, off, Hudson. Well, I, off, I did. I did already give the chapeau in the uh, in the shoutouts. Yeah, right? what the heck does chapeau mean, man? Chapeau means uh, apparently a French word for hat, but uh, really <laughs> means sort of like the old tip of the cap. So chapeau means like great work. So nice job. Uh, so in the cycling world, if you got a buddy who just did something remarkable, give the old chapeau to you, good sir. There you go. Nice. Well, I'm going to lead off with um, with Budgie Smuggler. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, budgie Smuggler is the equivalent, basically, of Speedo. But it, we- it's not like the Speedo jammers, like the leg ones. It's like the brief, like where it leaves little to uh, imagination. And, and that's Buddy? Budgie. Budgie, okay. Budgie Smuggler. <laughs> Buddy smuggler be uh, yeah, it'd be a different level. Not a buddy smuggler. All right, all right, I got one uh, for you. Full gas. There you go. Term we use a lot. When you go full gas, that means you are going all out. You are pushing as hard as you can. I would. Uh, I'm going to add to that, and I'm going to. I'm going to parlay that into going blocks. Oh, yeah. So going blocks is kind of like full gas, but you do it from the gun. Yeah, oh, yeah. So if you go blocks, it's the gun goes off and you're full gas. Right out of the gate. Which uh, goes along with this next one for you, which is something I use a lot. Drop the hammer. I asked my kids. I was like, hey, you know what drop the hammer means? And my middle child goes, uh, you take a hammer and you drop it? I'm like, kind of. <laughs> Kind of. When you drop the hammer, that means you lay it down and leave everyone in your wake. Hammer dropping. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'll, I'll, I'll do some other... Uh, I'll, I'll go with some less, uh, less funny ones here. Uh, transition, uh, for, for those triathletes or budding triathletes out there, is uh, the point in the race where you change from one sport to the next. There's a transition area, uh, and that is where you do the transitioning and uh, T1 is transition one. That is from swim to bike. And T2 is transition to bike to run. It is not testosterone. We are not talking about doping. Not not the type of T that you take. All right. I got one, uh, which was actually, I, I posted a little thing on Facebook asking for some stuff. And uh, uh, 
the the spelling of this word c h a m o i s the pronunciation would be chamois 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 and that would be inside of your your gear whatever lower bottom you have your bibs your cycling shorts you name it uh and that would be the pad that provides a softer smoother barrier between your backside and the saddle there you anything go. To, anything to add to there was that description good enough uh yeah well it's yeah it protects more than your backside we'll just put it that way and to go along with that, I'm going to do a double here. <laughs> Sticking with the chamois theme. You didn't want me to keep going on that? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm going to jump okay. in. We got chamois cream, which is the stuff you put on to provide a lubricative barrier as well. And then we have chamois time is hammer time, which means if you've got a if you got a chamois on, it is time to drop the hammer, which is what we just talked about before. You already know what dropping the hammer is now. Yeah, and on that note, congratulations to Chamois Butter for being like the Coca-Cola of chamois cream. Yep. Because if you say chamois butter, that just is like an all-encompassing term for like uh-huh. every uh, brand of body lube that's out there. Yep. So congrats. Chapeau. Chapeau <laughs> to you, chamois butter. Chamois butter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I've got, uh, I got one, the, the old bonk. Oh, yeah, I had that one too. Yeah, bonk is, you know, it's this it's this sudden feeling of uh no energy, having zero energy, uh which could be uh, from poor hydration or nutrition. Uh but all-encompassing term of you were good and then the light switch changed and now you're not good. And uh I'll I'll just add an additional one to that, which would be to blow up. So bonk mm-hmm. And to blow up, sometimes, uh, you know, if it's a nutrition thing, a little different. But blowing up, when you go super hard, you can't go anymore, the lights go out, and uh, suddenly, you're gone. I would say those are different. Those are different. They're uh, a little different, yeah. One is, is, I would say, a a fueling problem. The other one is a pacing problem. (laughs) Exactly. Or a fitness problem, I guess. Yep. All right. I would go to, I'm going to go with, uh, and you might have had this one, but uh, clipless pedals. Oh, I did. Are <laughs> ironically pedals that clip <laughs> into uh, a cleat that is attached to your shoe. Yes. I just find it ironic that clipless pedals are. Uh, and that's, that's, yeah, that's where it gets confusing. Clipping. Yeah. But it goes back to the time where you used to have the toe clips that you would secure your feet into. Mm. And then when they went with the uh, with the clip-in <laughs> system. It's about the noun now and not the action. Lists. Now clip-less. Gotcha. Yes, clip-less pedals. All right. Hey, less is more, baby. Less is more. Well, I will, uh, I'll, I'll jump around here, but uh, I guess we got to talk about bricks. Yeah. <laughs> That'd so, be a good one. A brick is a. Uh, I've got a little bit of a thing with it with the term brick, but uh, brick and transition run, in my opinion, are not the same thing. A transition run is usually just a short little run off of a longer bike bike ride or any bike ride in general. 
mm-hmm. a brick workout is like a dedicated session that has specifics to the bike and the run. Uh, mostly, I would say brick intervals uh, where you're doing bike run or swim, swim bike or, or two different sports back to back. And there's actually focus to each one. Uh, otherwise, you're just doing a transition run. That's my opinion. I like, I like it. So, and Dale, people, right now, right now, that's the only opinion that matters. Yeah, well, I know that. <laughs> you got the stage. <laughs> the the uh, the bike. So, someone once told me it was brick came from bike B, run R, and then your legs feel like ick. <laughs> I like that better. <laughs> so that was Doug Ruddle. Shout out, I Doug Ruddle. Ick. I like that. Naturally, when I hear brick, I still revert back to my basketball days and think of a shot that planks <laughs> off the rim. Yeah, I bet you were pretty familiar with that term. <laughs> well played. Well played. I don't have a zinger uh, uh, sound on here, but I would do it. I know, you should. I I got one. Uh, I'll go on the less funny side of things. Something you'll hear people throwing around a lot if they have a power meter will be watts. And that doesn't mean watts, did you say? It means the the number that is derived and showing how much effort, how much power you are producing uh, while riding your bicycle. Uh, it's the, the, the main metric, that heart rate, um, but power is kind of that main metric we use with a lot of our folks. Uh, and those numbers range typically from zero all the way up to, uh, you know, if you're, if you're doing more than 1500, you're, you're doing pretty dang good, but you'll see pros that are pushing, you know, 2000 track sprinters that are getting over the 2000, uh, mark from a wattage standpoint. But when you're hearing Watts, that's what you're hearing. There you go. All right. I'm going to break down some distance uh, terms here this is often if you've if you're not very familiar with the sport of triathlon then uh you will this you'll when you hear the word iron man a lot of people just think that iron man is triathlon they put the two together and that, that they're this same thing iron man is actually a brand of event uh they have they have kind of become the coca-cola of long distance triathlon. Mm -hmm. Um, So an Ironman is a 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike, and a 26.2 mile marathon back to back to back. A half Ironman is half of that. Uh, 1.2 mile swim, 56 mile bike, and 13.1 mile run. Uh, But Ironman is not all that is triathlon. There is... uh, that would be that would fall under those two would fall under what we would call long course triathlon and then short course triathlon would be olympic distance which is generally a 1500 meter swim 40k bike and a 10k run which 6.2 miles uh and sprint distances uh vary greatly uh generally speaking it's around half of a um an Olympic, so 750 meter swim, about a 20k bike and a 5k run, 3.2 mile run, and then there's also now now super sprint, which is even shorter than a sprint. A lot of times they're uh, 300 meter swims, like 
eight mile bikes and a mile run or two mile run. So they're super short. Um, so all different distances, uh, of triathlon. Um, but Ironman is not like, is, does not equal triathlon. We'll just put it that way. Let's clear that up. There we go. Breaking it down. All right. I've got uh, a couple other terms here. We've got gap. Ooh. The gap, which is typically the uh, I love the that description place. used. All of, my sh- all of my pants. Fall into the gap, man. Fall into the gap. Uh, that, so that is in a bike race, in a on a bike ride, you sometimes have where a, and we'll be covering these terms also, where there's a group that's ahead, and then you'll have another group. The, the space between those two is called the gap. So a term that you might hear uh, in accordance with that would be you need to close the gap, which means you need to try to bring the group back up to that space that has uh, that has come about. You may also hear bridge across the gap. Dale, when you hear bridge across the gap, what are you thinking? That you are going to go from where you are now to the next group up the road. Uh, preferably solo. Exactly. So you are bridging. You are creating the bridge, but hopefully you're burning the bridge behind you and not letting anyone else follow you. So the gap, essentially the space between, and then there's a lot of terms that deal with that. Good, good. All right. I'm trying to find a, a, a reasonable one here. Um, all right, so I'll kind of explain the difference between uh, a DNF a DFL and a DNS. Good. So uh, a DNF is a did not finish. Uh, some people also equate it to did nothing fatal. <laughs> so you didn't kill yourself. That's but, always good. But you didn't cross the finish line. Uh, DFL is dead effing last. Freaking. Freaking. I'm trying to keep the keep our uh, keep our good good graces here oh uh, yeah and, and then dns is did not start so you didn't even make it to the start line that means you you paid for it you're a donor essentially you're a sponsor of the event you paid for it but you did not actually tow the line yeah donor. good yeah <laughs> yeah dns <laughs> equals <laughs> donor, donor. <laughs> uh all right kind of playing off that last one we were talking about the gap and how there was a group that was in front and then another group and the in between was the gap. So we'll give a, a little bit of terms to that. Usually uh, the description for the, the front group, that would be the breakaway. They have broken away from the main group. And uh, if you find yourself as part of that group in front, you are in the break. So breakaway and in the break. It's a good we'll place come to back, be. We'll come back to other Pack, pack, pack terms here, here yeah. shortly. There's a lot of them, actually. There are. All right, I'm going to go with uh, gels. Oh, good. So, so gels are, they're not liquid. They're not solid. But uh, they will leave your entire bike feeling like you sprayed it with Gorilla Glue. <laughs> yes, they will. But they are a form of nutrition. So they do offer calories and electrolytes for your physical activity but they uh they are sticky and they will demolish a a 
some bike hardware if you don't clean it. And chapeau to uh, Goo, who uh, is sort of the Coca-Cola of yeah. the gel, the gel world. Yep. Yeah, when you hear Goo's, if you hear Goo's, somebody is not always just talking about the Goo brand. Mm-hmm. They could be talking about any of the trillion uh, gel brands out there. Yep. All right, next one, sticking with uh, the the pack terms here. So the pack, the main pack, where most of the people are at, is given the term Peloton. Not the new indoor bike that you have. That, you sure? was, that was based off this term, which is uh, Peloton, which is the main group within a uh, either a group ride or most notably a race. I got a, I got one. Uh, you, you, you triggered one here. Okay. Uh, draft pack. Oh. Whew. Here we go. Are we uh, talking about Ironman Texas here? We're talking about uh, <laughs> any pack of cheaters that are riding together in a non-drafting triathlon race. Uh, for those that don't know, most triathlons are non-drafting. And there are specifics to how far you have to stay away from another rider and how much time you have to make a pass on a rider if you get within that distance. Uh, but a lot of times in in big races, especially long course races, those rules are not necessarily uh, followed or uh, um, they don't really uh, force you to not draft. There's like a couple motos that go around or, or officials that go around and, uh, yeah, there's always giant packs of people riding in, in, uh, in each other's draft and, uh, getting the benefit of that draft. So in mm. my opinion, that's cheating. Uh, so draft packs, not good. Don't find yourself in one. If they catch you, it's also like a two and a half, a two minute penalty or four minute penalty that you have to sit in one of the tents and just put your foot down and hang out. Yeah. So don't be that person. Don't be that person. All right. Uh, sticking with the pack terminology, Dale. I'm still on it. Uh, we've got the chasers or the chase group. So sometimes in a race or in a, a spirited group ride, you may have the lead group, and then which is the, the main breakaway. But then you may have a group that's in between the peloton. So now there's two gaps. we got two gaps now or more gaps than that. But if you are in between the lead group and the peloton, you are now called the chasers or the chase group. Now, it can get confusing because the peloton could be chasing, which means they're working hard to try to catch the lead group. (laughs) I'll I'll keep rolling with this just so I'm not continuing to come back to this. We have uh, uh, the leader. So if you're you're solo, if you're by yourself off the front, uh, that would be a term off the front. So you may hear your significant other or friend say, man, I was off the front of the group. That means you have broken away. And uh, now you are, you are up the road. You are in the break. And that could be a solo breakaway. On the contrary, you may be off the back, which may put you into a spot where you are DFL. There's a chance you could be DFL, which you just learned. Uh, But yeah, you may be off the back. So we got off the front and off the back, and they're all in relation to the peloton. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna 
flip over and get confusing here. Uh, off the back, uh, OTB, we also use the term OTB for off the bike. So mm. OT, OTB run, OTB run, uh, off the bike run. Got to be careful with your acronyms. You, you really do. It gets sticky. Yes. All right. So I'm going to go in with uh, a couple of uh, training terms that are often uh, misused. One is uh, lactate. Mm. So <laughs> milk. Yeah. Milk. Not it's not uh, not dairy. Uh, lactose. <laughs> it's uh, the negative negatively charged compounds. Uh, it's basically a waste product from uh, the body producing energy aerobically. So that is your lactate, but then people like to use the term lactic acid, which is not physically acid traveling your body, uh, but it is, uh, it's just a highly, it's just really a misused term, uh, but it's uh, basically produced at the same time as lactate, but it's, it's hydrogen ions uh, that cause that kind of burning feeling in your muscles. So lactate and lactic acid, not the same. I like it. I like it. I, uh, sticking with uh, more physiological stuff here, let's go with threshold. So you'll hear that get thrown around quite a bit as well. Threshold in its easiest form would be about what you could uh, handle, an effort you could handle for one hour if you were going a max even paced effort. But uh, actually figuring out what your true threshold is, that is where your body is accumulating. So it's building up that lactate and it's not able to clear it. So that spot where you're able to clear it just fast enough uh, would be your lactate threshold. Once you start getting above that effort level where your body's now unable to clear the amount of uh, lactate that's being produced, you are now above threshold and your ability to sustain that effort goes way down. But threshold, and if you start hearing people talk about your threshold power number, threshold watts, uh, that's what they're referring to. What what F can you uh, hold? FTP. Yeah, functional threshold power, FTP. Yeah. Or the per it, particularly lactate threshold is what you were talking about, where you don't clear the point where you uh, yes. can't clear lactate. Correct. All right. I'm going to go with LSD. Yeah, I had that one down too. More, we com drugs. <laughs> more commonly used in the 70s and 80s. <laughs> but uh, Different performance games. Stands for long, slow duration. Long, yes. slow duration. Just, just slogging out miles. Which would essentially be more in line with like an endurance effort. So we talked about threshold, so endurance effort, longer, slower duration, LSD workouts, uh, stuff that you can sustain for long periods of time. There and you, you build your aerobic aerobic engine. Building mitochondria, we'll call it. All right, I got a few. Uh, jump. What? Not like in basketball. But uh, if you try to jump, when you jump in the sport of cycling, that is where you put in a sprint-style effort to either break away from the group or possibly bridge the gap to a breakaway or to a chase group. So when you jump, 
that means you typically stand, which is where the, the term would come from. You put down a really high amount of effort to try to, to break away from the group. There you go. I'm going to go with uh, Expo. Expo is a place at a race where they keep $10 tubes and overly priced hoodies. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's a place where... It's a place at races where all of the vendors put up their tents and show off their cool stuff, and there is a lot of expensive stuff there. Mm-hmm. Expo. And uh, if you forgot your stuff because you didn't have a checklist of uh, equipment you should be bringing, you'll be uh, utilizing their products and services. Oh, yes. All right, so different than jump, we have surge. You may be told to stop surging. Or you may be intentionally surging, but that essentially means you are putting in an effort harder than what the group is putting out. So you are doing an acceleration, but it's not quite like a sprint or a jump. This would just be a ramping of power, a ramping of effort outside the flow of what the group has been doing. What, what is that? What was that term? Surge. Oh, surge. I thought you were search. Thought you were talking about uh, just being a jerk. <laughs> stop, <laughs> stop surging. If you're newer to the sport and you're working in a pace line, which we're going to talk about briefly, uh, or here shortly, I mean, then uh, stop surging is probably something you're going to hear a lot of, and that's where you're going through way too hard and you're opening up gaps. I just ask people if they're a surgeon. <laughs> 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 Uh, good dad joke. All right. <laughs> I got the, uh, so the Iron Man shuffle. Oh, yes. Not to be confused with the Super Bowl shuffle. shuffle. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But the Iron Man shuffle is uh, when you're basically bonked out at the end of an Iron Man race, mm-hmm. and you are uh, doing everything you can to, uh, to get to the finish line, uh, basically uh, unable to pick your feet up very high off the ground, and you're shuffling. Every day you're shuffling. There you go. I like it. You'll see a lot of that for sure if you watch the finish line photos. Uh, So pace line. Since we talked about pace line in that last one, I guess I should have said that one first. Uh, The pace line would be when a group of cyclists are now riding within a uh, much more, um, how would we call it, In, in order, for example. So you're like in a line, and the goal here is to work together to try to travel at a faster pace. You have a rotating pace line. Uh, you can have a double rotating pace line. You can have a single pace line. But essentially this means uh, you are going to be sharing your turns where you're doing the work on the front of the group, rotating off in some fashion, and the next person is taking over. Very efficient form of cycling. Part of my favorite part uh, about riding would be the uh, the pace line rotating a fast rotating pace line in a crosswind it's fun there you go all right so uh, i'm gonna talk about the uh, start types of uh, triathlon here uh, okay. so we've got a mass start which is something it's it's an antiquated uh, version of of uh, the race start these days you don't see too many of them uh, where they just let every person in the race go at the same time. Um, but a mass start really is just everyone lines up, they say go, and everyone goes. 
so uh, you've got also a wave start, which is a little bit more common, where they will break the uh, entire uh, field into smaller groups and allow them to start uh, in smaller groups. You've got a time trial start where everyone uh, lines up in one big line and starts three to five seconds apart. Uh, so there is, it's kind of more safety precaution these days than anything else. A floating start is where they put you in the water and you can't touch the bottom and they'll say go. It could be a combina combination of a floating and a wave start or a floating and a uh, mass start. You got a beach start, obviously where you're on the, on the beach and you'll be running into the water. Uh, and then there's uh, also dock and pier starts where you're going to start jumping off of a, a dock or a pier. And then they also have uh, boat starts. Get on a ferry boat and uh, jump off the ferry boat. Old Alcatraz. I like it. Yeah. I, there's I a picture... Few, uh, there's a bunch of swim run like races, Baywatch? too. Yeah, just like Baywatch. Baywatch. <laughs> yep. Just Hasselhoff yeah. diving head first off yeah. the... Yeah. Just a bunch of hoffs. the boat. Just, just a bunch, bunch of, hops of hops. jumping off. <laughs> <clears throat> I like it. I like it. We good there? Um, I'm, I'm done with that one. All right. So some terms that you'll hear uh, within the group, you may hear someone in a pace line say, pull through, which means it's your turn to come up in the group and uh, put an effort in on the front. You may also hear or tell someone to follow that wheel. So if someone surges, if someone attacks, if someone's trying to bridge, following that wheel means you're just going to uh, get right behind that person and uh, essentially get a free ride, not do any work. You're just going to sit on in their draft, uh, which goes to the next one, sucking wheel. If you are a wheel sucker, mm. you are a person who is Shame sitting in. It means you are not sharing the load. You are saving as much energy as you can. And, uh, yeah, that can be a great strategy, but it also doesn't make you the most liked person in the group, typically. About as and then I'm going to type. I'm going to go. I'm, uh, I'm breaking in. You're breaking it's in. A, go for it. About as much as a half-wheeler. Oh. If you're in go ahead a. Tell uh, them a half-wheeler real quick. If, if you're in a double pace line and you're on the front and the person that is next to you is constantly about half a wheel length up ahead of you, forcing you to then go harder and try to match them. And every time you get up next to them, they accelerate again. Uh, that is a half wheeler. Also uh, in the jerk category of cyclists. Yes, exactly. And while we're, while we're on it, sandbagger. If you are Woo! sitting in, there's a good chance you could be a sandbagger. Well, I guess that won't be right. If you are uh, riding in a this is typically for a race. So you are riding within a category that you are much stronger than. So you are at a much higher level than everyone else, yet you stay within that race category so that you can uh, have your personal glory rather than racing against people much closer to your ability level. Yeah, there's, uh, there are sandbaggers in the world of uh, triathlon as well. Uh, and th in that respect, it's just people who stay in the age group category uh, when they are uh, more than capable of racing as a pro. Um, but 
uh, you know, honestly, there's there's not a whole lot of reason for people to go pro these days, unless uh, unless they're found a way to magically make a living out of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, sandbagger, sandbagger, it's a good one. Uh, so chain suck, <laughs> chain suck. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah, so that is when your chain falls off uh, the front chain ring and gets lodged into your frame. Uh, that is not good. No. I've had it happen uh, in races a couple times. Uh, it, a lot of times it happens because you shifted under load and the the chain got really loose, so it popped off, and then you kept pedaling, and it just wraps the chain up in your in your frame it's usually causes damage to something oh yeah uh, the frame the chain or all of the above all yes not and, a good thing and sometimes requires a ton of force to dislodge oftentimes yeah. you're gonna have a greasy hand let's put it that way uh-huh so while we're on the topic of uh chains the things your chain actually connects to you have your crank set which would be the front gears of your bike, including the arms, which are the crank arms, and your pedals are now attached to those. Typically, you have a uh, rings of different sizes in the front part of the bike where your pedals are attached. You have a big chain ring. You have a small chain ring. Sometimes people have what's called uh, a triple, which means you may have three rings. Along with crank set terminology, you have a standard crank set, which would be a 53 big ring and a 39 typically small ring. That's teeth, number of teeth. Number of teeth, there we go. Then you have a a subcompact, which is like usually a 52 and a 36 big and small. And then you have a compact uh, crank set, which would be a 50 front big ring and a typically 34 small ring. And then if we take it to the back of the bike, you have what's called a cassette. Your cassette will have a number of cogs. The number of cogs you have determines uh, what type of drivetrain, uh, the number of gears you have. So you may have an 8, a 9, a 10, 11, or possibly even a 12. And unless you're riding a fixie, Dale, then how many do you have? One. You have only one. So a fixed gear or even a single speed, all you have is one. And that, oh, the turkey platter. If someone says, man, that person was riding a turkey platter, that means their big chain ring was huge. The number of teeth, likely in excess of 55 teeth. They make them all the way up to, gosh, they make them massive. But 60? Yeah, you'll see people riding 60 or even even more. Um which is a massive front chain ring. You did say fixie without explaining it. A fixed gear bike is one that uh, does not freewheel. So the, the pedals turn if the wheels are turning. Yeah. So track track bikes. So people, if you ever watch a velo, like a velodrome track event, they are on fixed gear bikes, which means <laughs> if you stop pedaling, that thing is skidding like a kid riding a, a BMX bike. Coaster brakes, baby. Style. Um, or a lot of the hipsters that you'll see, they love the fixed gear. Now, single speed is different because it's still just one gear, but you can freewheel, so you can stop pedaling and your bike will continue to, uh, to roll. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to lighten things up. Uh, hot tubbing. 
That does not mean post-race recovery, does it, Dale? No, it doesn't. Hot tubbing is when you pee in your wetsuit next to somebody that's totally oblivious to you peeing in your wetsuit. <laughs> Full disclosure, Dale just came up with that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> it needed a term, man. It does so, need a term. I'm coining that, hashtag hot tubbing. I think it's totally appropriate. Totally appropriate. Uh, more bike uh, part stuff here. So if you're in the drops, you know, on a road-specific style bike, you have the the, the kind of the, the drop horn-looking things uh, on your bike. If you're down in the drops, you're in that low, wide portion of your bike. If you're up on the hoods, so the hoods are the spot um, where your brakes and your uh, gear levers are, uh, assuming you're not on like a, a down-tube-style shifter uh, bike. Most likely you're not, but if you're up on the hoods, that means you're up and forward on the bike. There you go. I'm gonna keep keep this uh, um, these ambiguous terms. Well, good. Keep going. Yeah. Well, I'll just go to this one. Mount line. So let that sit in. Mount. Did line. you say mountain line? Mount. Yeah, mount line. <laughs> Depends where you're from. <laughs> mm-hmm. What whatever you heard is what it is. I picture Ricky Bobby in the back of that uh, that car with a cougar. <laughs> <laughs> So um, the mount line is where you uh, you have to pass this mount line before you can get on your bike after T1, transition one. Uh, there is also a dismount line. The dismount line is usually the same line, but uh, you have to be off of your bike before you cross that line going into T2. Simple mount, mount line. And when you're seeing cross-eyed, uh, you may totally forget that there is a mount and dismount line. <laughs> if uh, I've said it before on the podcast, if you want, if you're a spectator and you want entertainment, go stand next to the the mount and dismount line. Mm-hmm. For it's sure. Like a NASCAR race. For sure. All right. So if you hear someone say, "I was mashing big gears in my '53 11." So we got a couple of terms there. Mashing gears. <laughs> Break that down, Funson. <laughs> means means you're pushing some big power. We already know about watts now. You're pushing that big power typically at a lower uh, cadence level. So your RPMs, your rotation per minute. We got more terms here, cadence. Uh, on the lower side, but 5311, uh, if you say hear someone saying they're in a 5311, that just means they're in the big ring, that 53 tooth front. And uh, now they have a ten a ten tooth cog rear, but um, for the longest time the eleven was like the smallest, hardest gear you could get for your rear cassette. So if you're in a fifty three eleven just mashing, that means you are rolling. That's big gear. It's big gear. All right, so uh, I've got well, saddle sore. Oh, I mean it's sort of self explanatory. Mm-hmm. But uh, a saddle sore is essentially when you get a, uh, a serious abrasion or sometimes an ingrown hair in your nether regions mm. due, due to excessive saddle pressure mm. or, or uh, friction from your chamois. Sounds like a great sport. Sounds like a great sport. Hey, if you, if you got your... Got your uh, Bike dialed in, it's usually not a problem. Mm-hmm. 
going with that, I'm going to uh, layer on some road rash, Dale. Road there rash. So uh, saddle sores, a not comfortable part of the sport. Uh, road rash. I wish I could say I never experienced it, but when you wreck the resulting abrasions that you generally get uh, are termed road rash. So where you've kissed the asphalt and rubbed skin off your body, that is your road rash spots. Uh, a little, little pro tip here. Getting the road rash via the wreck hurts less than scrubbing the road rash out in the shower afterwards. So, but you got to do it. No one likes infections. I'm going to throw this one in there. If you're, uh, you'll probably know this if you're into wound care, but Tegaderm. Mm. Tegaderm is the uh, plastic film that you can put over your road rash so that you don't have to shell out hundreds of dollars for new sheets. Yes. Uh, pro tip. Uh, at the, the, the Tegaderm will leak, so you also need <laughs> some sort of moisture-absorbing pad. We should do a whole thing on wound care. <laughs> we should. Unfortunately, we're pros All at that. All too familiar. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're pros at that. Uh, all right, let's go with uh, spun out. So we were talking about cadence, and we were talking about 5311s. If you are spun out in your 5311, it means you are pedaling so fast that your feet can't even keep up with how fast your rear wheel is turning. And uh, that can be a bad thing. Um, or it can be a good thing. If you spin out a 5311 on some flat ground, <laughs> you're, probably going about, you're probably going about 38, 40 miles an hour. Yeah. But being spun out means you don't have enough gears. You need another gear. Uh, and I'll, I'll go with one more, kind of in line with this whole cadence thing. We got we had 5311. Now we also have granny gear. Apologies to all the grannies out there. But uh, our granny gear is, is when you have a really big uh, cog in the back attached to your back wheel, which allows you to travel really slow while continuing to pedal and put power out. So having a granny gear or a bailout gear um, is, is just referring to that easiest gear you have. And they're making big ones of those now, too. Oh, yeah. My my uh, my gravel bike has a 42 on it. And Dale uses it all the time. I, I love it. <laughs> love it. Don't go home without it. Or don't leave home without it. Nope. All, all right, right, what so else you got? You got more? I'm going to go in a little into hydration. I'm electrolytes. Ooh, good. Electrolytes are, uh, are charged particles that help... Uh, push uh, electrical impulses throughout the body. And the, the main ones are sodium, uh, potassium, magnesium, and calcium. And uh, they're extremely important uh, in a lot of different physiological processes, uh, but sodium being the most important. And then Excellent. I will go to hyponatremia, buzzword these days. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, so hyponatremia is a uh, condition where your blood sodium levels get extremely low and uh, you have generally have some pretty adverse uh, performance effects because of that. Won't go into them, but yes. There's the, there's a whole another episode on that. You can go back. Oh, to oh for sure. 
Uh, let me go with uh, some some pronunciations. We did Shammy already. Uh, now I'm going to go with the uh, a lot of people's favorite cyclist, and for good reason, three-time world champ, Peter, Peter, S-A-G-A-N, pronounced Sagan, Sagan, Peter Sagan, not Sagan. Don't go calling him Sagan. And another one, <laughs> which, full disclosure, I had to look up how to pronounce because I've <laughs> I usually just refer to it as Campy. Let's go with Campy. <laughs> so C A M P A G N O L O, the fine Italian maker of uh, bike components, is actually pronounced. It's not Campagnolo. It's Cam. Pan, and then you only live once. YOLO, Campan YOLO, Campan YOLO. There, there you go. go. You're welcome. If you stuck around this long, uh, <laughs> if nothing else, I learned how to say it today. <laughs> uh, I really don't have a whole lot of other ones that uh, are humorous or, uh, I mean, keep going on. Uh, the generic stuff, but I think, <laughs> I think we covered, uh, I think we covered a lot of the ones that raise eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you covered some good ones there, Dale. Especially uh, hot, right, I'll just, hot tubbing. I'll just, the hot tub was the best, I think. <laughs> all right. I'll just fire through a few more. I know we're getting kind of long here. I'll just fire through a few more Dale. If you want to just uh, jump in on descriptions, feel free. Oh, I we do got... have one more. Okay. Triathlon widow. Triathlon. Oh, that's a good one. Is the uh, the spouse that's constantly left alone uh, with mm-hmm. the family because mm-hmm. of the training habits of the other half. Yep. There you go. Triathlon. Yeah. Be careful with that one. Life balance. We can help you out, folks. We yeah. can help you out. Uh, we have crosswind, which just means the wind is hitting you from the side and not from the north or, or the front or the back. And then we have uh, guttered. So if you hear someone guttered. say, man, they had me guttered in the crosswind, that means the the draft that you were trying to get, you can only go so far in a crosswind because you stagger, and eventually you get to a spot where you run out of road. In that situation, you are now in the gutter, and that means you are not receiving the same draft as someone who is uh, up ahead of you. Um, and if you're in the gutter, it's only so long before you may be popped, blow up <laughs> off the back, uh, but guttered. It's where you get, uh, you get put into the gutter in a crosswind. Then or, we got, go ahead. Jeff. Or you get curbed and then <laughs> you're done. That's also bad. Um, I've... basic terms. Dale talked about the different distances, uh, for triathlons. We got century and metric century. Essentially, uh, that means a hundred miler. So a century is a hundred miler. A metric is a uh, one hundred kilometers, so sixty-two miles. Uh, we got car back and car up. So when you're in a group, it's good to be safe, letting people know when there's a car coming or there's a car behind you, um, or when a car is coming around you. Car up, car back, car round is terminology you'll hear. Uh, this is a good one, Dale. I'll let you take this one. K O M and Q O M. Hmm. 
K O M. Well, yeah. Well, Strava. It's not actually Strava's term. I wouldn't say. It, Q-O- no, not at all. Q O M. Yeah. King of the Mountain is actually the leader in the climbing uh, competition in any any Grand Tour, any larger tour Grand Tour. Uh, QOM obviously is the female version of that Queen of the Mountain, but uh, Strava has uh, adopted those terms uh, to show the person who is leading or has the fastest time in a specific segment of road uh, in a general area. So KOM, QOM, uh, and I would arguably, I would say that uh, people put way too much. effort into getting uh koms yes exactly uh let's go with uh what cat are you oh so what cat are you uh just refers to your cycling categories so there are different categories um that you you enter as a cat five now known as the novice category and then as you improve and get more points based on race results and number of races you've done, you move to a four, to a three, to a two, to a one, and then a pro from there. But if you hear someone say, hey, what cat are you? That essentially means what racing category are you? And if you hear someone say, hey, that's a sweet cat five tattoo you got there. <laughs> I was totally going there. That means uh, you you have brushed your right calf against that right chain ring and chain and now you've got this nice greasy imprint that looks uh that looks like a tattoo on your leg uh and that's referred to as the cat five tattoo as you as you ride more you become very alert to not letting the grease get on the inside of your leg <laughs> so that you don't or also known as the uh what the fred tattoo as well so Fred also being a, a new beginner to the uh, to the sport. I think this get too long. I, I got think more. We should end I got with more, that but one. I okay. think we're going to end on that one. Uh, I won't tell him about building the matchbook. You, we could do another one. We'll do. <laughs> Preston Schrader down. No. All right, protect folks. your wheel. Funston's going to keep going. If you want to sweet kit. If you want to dial in to Funston, uh, you can, he's going to keep going on this, but, uh, we appreciate you guys, uh, (laughs) hanging out, listening, watching, and we'll catch you next time. Adios. Mm